This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and today we get to talk to Sean. I'm super excited to get to know you, and thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, Gianna. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Sean, um, let's start at the beginning. You know, where are you from? Who are you? How'd you find yourself in the world of real estate? Yeah, I uh, I live in uh, Swant, Vermont, Sean Cheney, Swanton, Vermont, small little town. Uh, Northern Vermont, we're about 10 minutes from Canada, 10 minutes from New York. We're kind of right in the corner, right off Lake Champlain. And uh, I got into real estate. I'd been full-time in the military and had done quite a few years there. I was in the Marine Corps originally and switched over to full-time in the National Guard. I uh, taught mountaineering and uh, did a lot of sniper stuff, high-angle shooting, things like that, and created a course up here in Vermont and competing nationally uh, on shooting teams as well as teaching the mountaineering. And I just kind of got into the real estate as an investor originally, and uh, I was buying and selling properties, and then I was getting apartments going, things like that. And then uh, I actually had a, an agent who I'd bought a couple properties with approach me and say, "Hey, Sean, you know, have you ever considered being a realtor?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the time, I was really kind of taken by it. You know, I was I was more flattered than anything. Like, mm-hmm. wow, they think I'd be a decent realtor and. Now that I've been in the business for a little while, I realized, well, you can work anywhere. Um, they'd all take you at that point. But at the same time, it was like, wow, they'll, you know, they, they think I'd be good at this, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I kind of stepped up and got my license and um, switched from full-time military to part-time investor to full-time military or full-time investor, part-time, uh, you know, military at that point and was doing the real estate in full war. So was licensed, was still working as an investor and, uh, and doing the guards on the weekends, that kind of thing. So. Awesome. Okay, cool. What an interesting way to make your way into the world, but seems like you had an interest and um, obviously in the long run as an investor, being your own real estate agent, that can certainly pay off. It doesn't um, hurt. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um, well, Sean, you know, was that person that asked you if you were interested in real estate part of EXP or how did you cross paths with EXP as a brokerage? Yeah, I actually, uh, I launched EXP for Vermont. I was uh, agent number one. I was the uh-huh. original broker, state broker for Vermont. So that's actually how I landed with uh, with them. I had worked for a small family-owned mom and pop my first couple of years. Great company, loved them. Mm-hmm. And I went to a, a little known company called Keller Williams. A few people have heard of them before. And uh, so was there for a while. I did, I did six years there. Loved it. Great folks there. Learned a lot. Um, I was on the associate leadership council there. They call it the ALC. I did that for several years. I had the most sales at our market center mm-hmm. uh, for five years consecutive. Uh, we had some big teams there, but I was a lone gun and I was just grinding out the transactions. I was more of a push it and go person. And so I had some big teams that were doing big numbers, but when it came to actual sales, I had the most sales all five years that I was there. So I was averaging uh, 68 to 75 transactions a year that I was doing myself. And um, so 
And I had a friend of mine, uh, Jim Chamberlain, who was also a prior KW agent who had approached me about launching Vermont. And he moved to Florida and said, hey, have you, have you heard of this company? And I said, no, let's, let's check it out. And so looked at it, made complete sense to me. And, uh, and we launched it here in, in Vermont. Uh, so it's agent number one. I did the DMB uh, managing broker position for about two years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then that's been handed off. And so I've been here for as a, an agent with a team uh, for the last two years. So 2018, May of 20, is actually almost exactly four years ago that we launched EXP for Vermont. So it's been good. Wow, that's really cool. Sean, you know, um, with all these brokerages out there and, you know, obviously as agent number one and the high performing agent that you are, you know, there's a target on your back. People want you on their team. They want to recruit you. So what makes you say, hey, I am never leaving EXP? I really love the way it's agent centered, not broker centered. Mm -hmm. and, and I actually had a, a broker here, a local broker in the area who had approached me just last week about teaming up with them and, uh, and and going that route. And I just, I looked at it and it was very broker centered and it was really more about the broker really winning and, you know, the agents do okay. Uh, they survive, they have to, but it was really about the broker getting ahead. I don't think EXP is that way at all. EXP is agent centered. And when the agents win, we win together. And so you're able to create a business within a business and it really lets you, spread your wings as far as you want. Do you want to focus on sales? You can kill it here Get the right. program. It's awesome. If you want to focus on recruiting, then, you know, there, there's great avenues there for that too. sell a little bit, recruit a lot. You have that option there. But if you just love things like the stock options, the, the medical, all the other things that other brokerages just don't offer, it just becomes a, a no brainer uh, to work with this type of a platform versus some of the others that are available. And I always say, you know, what better way to practice employee retention than to give them a piece of the pie, right? But like these stock options and stuff to get them excited about. I mean, you won't even see that in corporate America. And no. right now um, it's an employee's world, right? They're leaving, they're getting jobs. There's It's crazy, crazy market for everything right now. Um, and so the fact that EXP is just above their game and in a quote, independent contractor world, it's just incredible. Yeah, and the, the giving that comes at EXP is, I think, just completely different than what you see at other companies. And the fact that, as I said before, it's that broker-centered model that most of them have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that other brokers that were pointing out to me, Sean, why would you want to go to that company? I mean, if you look at their numbers, they're they're not worth anything, right? We were talking four years ago, not worth anything, you know? I mean, what's uh, why would you want to be there and uh, be, you know, one of the, the forefront leaders in that place? Because their their, their numbers aren't huge. Yeah. That's because it all goes back to the agents. You know, the agents are the ones that are winning here. And and so they take a much smaller piece of the pie at the top and make sure that the agents are winning. And so when that happens, that, that's attractive to people. You don't see it at first. It actually it's difficult to kind of see through. But after you've been here for a little while, you go, no, it is about the agents here. This company lives and dies with us and our production. And so it really is. Uh, is really them pushing us and going, what tools do you need to be successful? And they provide them. And they like to say, what is it? A rising tide raises all ships, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's incredible to see, uh, you know, the success that that has brought and how they've brought that saying to life here. Mm -hmm. And Sean, before we dive into some uh, production-based questions and, you know, 
more of the workforce. I'd like to know, uh, we talked a little bit about working out, but how else do you take care of Sean? You know, how do you make sure that you've got not, I don't want to say you have a work-life balance, but that you're chasing a work-life balance and that you're not on a constant burnout mode. Yeah. And you have to, because uh, I've always looked at real estate as a, as a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've run a handful of those as well, but staying, staying engaged is important to make sure you're getting the balance of, am I in shape? Because if I'm not being active and in shape and, and being in shape doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the gym on a regular basis. I mean, I'm, fairly consistent with that. But at the same time, summer comes and I don't mind spending a little more time on the boat and having a little extra, you know, maybe one or two more beers today than I would have uh, in the winter. But you got to have that work-life balance because if you can't run hard, then you got to be able to recharge those batteries in the process. So if you're not doing that, you're just not going to be able to stay for the duration of it. And there, I've seen many agents who have their day in the sun, right? They really killed it for a year or two. And you're like, wow, pretty good numbers. Uh-huh. All of a sudden they fall off the wagon, right? And where'd they go? You know, what will happen there? And so to keep that marathon pace, not just a sprint pace, is is going to take that work-life balance. You got to have a vacation plan, right? Have goals. And if you have those goals set up where I always know when my next vacation's coming, yes. whether it's in a week or whether it's six months from now, it doesn't matter, but you got to have that plan out there for that. You got to have that staying in the gym, staying active of some sort, whether it's a walk every morning, you know, or three, four or five days a week, they go out and walk a few miles, depending mm-hmm. on where you live, that allows you to do that. Not so much in Vermont. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're in an area that allows that, you, you got to stay with that work-life balance because uh, the better you feel, uh, the better that, that you're going to be able to perform when the time comes to. So, and switching it up, doing different stuff all the time. That grind will, will really wear down on a lot of people. Really, the adventurous ones will get worn down. But you've got to keep switching things up. No, I like that. And, you know, don't just like get in the same routine and stay there. Right. There's a there's a constant, you know, if you're doing something the same every day, you're going to get better at it. It's going to become less challenging to you. And you've got to keep yourself excited and entertained. And, um, you know, I think you make a, a good point of just changing it up and um, that'll help avoid the burnout mode as well as to keep you recharged when facing your clients and your team and your mentees and, sure. you know, your significant others, whatever that might be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Sean, let's talk a little bit about the icon award, right? That's why you're here. You're an icon agent. Um, this is the icon podcast. So for your area, we can keep the numbers really simple, right? Let's just say, um, how many houses did it take for you to icon out in Vermont? Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of a, a small pond here, right? Compared to a lot, of, our average sales prices are not really high here in Vermont. You know, we're in the two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar range is an average sales price up here. So, you know, where you get the more built up areas in Burlington or just general cities around America, where you can have much higher average sales prices, four or five, six hundred thousand or more then it's a little easier to uh, to get there. But at the same time, we'd grind it out with volume here. And trying to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond is important, right? Create a moat, build an area that you dominate, I think is huge. Uh, I see a lot of agents that scatter around all over and then they just don't get real productive because they don't really have a, an area that they're focusing on. So up here, it takes me probably around, uh, you know, between my capping and then the additional 20, I, I probably iconed about 30, 35 transactions around here is about what we do. So okay. it's me 12, 15 or so to, to cap and then 
and then I'll, you know, I'll icon when my 20 after that. So absolutely. I yeah. icon it about six months personally. So it's about five to six months. It takes me. I think I could double icon in a year. If they had a double icon award, count me in. I'd you know what? It. I've had a lot of icons say that they're like, I've hit this award. It's exciting. I want to do want a double icon. More. Like yeah. I want, like, give me the double. Yeah. The icon's going to happen every year. I want the double icon. When are they going to create uh, that? You're the one that just said, you know, you like to have changes in the goals and the challenges yeah. here. And, a target. Uh, Cause mm -hmm. that one could be like, you could be right on the edge of that one. I, I want the double icon. I so, like that. Icon's like boring that. me. Give me double icon. Bring I bet in. I could get a petition started for you there, Sean. Get that one going. Send it to my icon. Icon. Give me a target. I'm going after I like that. I like the ambition there. And I'm sure um, you guys can make it happen. You guys are beasts in this industry. Um, so, Sean, you know, as part of iconing, it's more than just the production. It's about giving back to EXP and the culture as well, right? So um, whether you are a mentor, you vet other icons, you teach an EXP world, you know, that is required part of the process to be an icon. Mm -hmm. So what avenue did you take uh, for the cultural piece? Yeah, I uh, I haven't done it yet for this year. So mm -hmm. I've got to break out my cultural and come up with a plan. But um, I love doing, you know, listening in on the, the Friday icon lunch. You know, that's a great that, the icon lunch that they do every Friday. is top notch. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's del definitely well worth doing and something that you know I'm gonna have to step into I haven't done mine yet for this year but I'm gonna come up with a plan on it and make sure we get out there I always I love going to shareholders in exp con those are great events um, I did the same when I was at Keller Williams I went to the all the events that they had offered education's mm -hmm. massive I think it's everything and and I've tried to point this out to agents that are just kind of getting going and or, or team members that I have and say if you go to a class, let's say it's an hour or two long, you know, or maybe it's a one or two day conference. But if I go to a class and it gets me one more sale, just one, one more sale over my career from a one or two hour education that I went to, my average hourly wage was, was a few thousand dollars an hour or more maybe. So why wouldn't I go get that education to make sure that I'm taking the next step? Right. And and so that to me, that just becomes a no brainer. And if I can go to a conference, that's another kind of recharging thing that we discussed earlier. Mm -hmm. Going to the conferences, you know, going going to to con, going to shareholders, you get a chance to see that, you know what, you're not all alone out there. And at EXP, a lot of times I found that agents have have struggled with that cultural concept of it, mm -hmm. you know, or some other brokerages that have big team meetings and they're getting together regular. And a lot of the agents at eXp have told me, you know, I struggle feeling like I'm kind of out here all alone on an island and uh, I'm not seeing the people the way I used to all the time in my other brokerage. And they're, they're losing that social aspect. And I said, well, stop focusing on socializing with other realtors all the time. Start focusing on socializing with your clients. When you socialize with your clients, well, that's where it's going to go down. Yeah. However, getting to these conferences where you go, okay, I'm dropping the clients for the next two or three days. Hopefully I've got a good admin and good team that are around me in this case. But even if you're a lone gun, you got to drop what you're doing and go, okay, here's my chance for the next few days to focus on my business and how I'm going to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so that's your chance to network with other agents, see what they're doing. Success leaves breadcrumbs. Why would I want to go and reinvent the wheel when there's agents that are at these conferences that are more than happy to share all the great things that they're doing because they want you to win too. And that's why a company like eXp is really on the forefront because they're trying to make you win. Mm -hmm. It's not about just them winning. It's like, how do you win together?
you're not a competition to me. You know, people feel that they're in competition with other brokers. I'm in competition with myself. And what can I do in a day? And so once I started focusing on going, forget what the other brokers are doing in my market center. I want to know. I want to watch and see what they're doing. Pay attention. But I'm competing with myself. And and how do I do the next level things? And how do I keep bringing it to the next notch? So. I like that. You know, how do you keep um, leveraging and again, changing that target and moving it a little higher, a little to the side? Um, how can you bring yourself more production, just one more client, whatever that is? Um, I really like that you've got a moving target there. But for yourself, Sean, you know, it's not the moving target based on the like, oh, the market's tough or flooded or this or that. No, it's a target because you're like, I can do this. But like what really challenges me? And that's I respect that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Sean, you know, when it comes to the Icon Award, you said like, hey, give me the double icon, right? So mm -hmm. you're iconing every year, but what makes you want to strive for the icon every year? What is your favorite part about it, right? Is yeah. it the nice pretty glass trophy, the stock options, uh, going to EXPCon and shareholders? Sure. So icon is the reason I came to EXP. Mm -hmm. That was my number one thing. When I looked at their whole platform, mm -hmm. Because everybody's got a good, you know, got a good play out, right? When they give you that, this is what our company offers. They've all got something great. I looked at the Icon Award. That was the one that really caught my attention the most mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you're telling me, and it's changed a little bit over the last three, four years, the way it, it rolled out. It was a little, uh, you, got, you did a little less before and got a little more. Now you've got to do a little bit more to, to get a little back, which is okay. That's fine. Um, that's what we do, right? We're here to help and you should be leaders within the the company. But that award was the reason I said, well, I could just go open my own brokerage. You know, what, what's stopping me from just going and opening my own brokerage here? You know, I'm sure. a broker. What's, why do I need to do this? This is like, I'm an agent and have to have uh, a broker to follow. Well, you're telling me that you're going to cover um, all the basics out here. You're going to deal with the MLS. You're going to deal with all the marketing. You're going to give the branding, you know, all that stuff's there the websites, everything that's involved. And, and if I produce a lot, you're just going to give it all back to me, but you're going to give it back to me by way of company stock that could be worth a dollar in dollar out now, or it could be worth a dollar in. it could be, it could double in, in a small period of time. Right. Or it could go up or it could, but it could go down right. at, any, at any other brokerage. Well, they didn't give me anything. So even if it went from, two dollars to a dollar well i still kept half of it at the other brokerage i just gave that to the to the broker owner or i gave it to the local market center so either way this is all coming back to me so for me this was a this was kind of a no-brainer like well there's no advantage to open my own brokerage when i'm able to brand myself which is important so i can do my own local branding i can brand myself i can brand my team I just fly the EXP flag to do it. You're going to give me back all of my cut that I've paid into the company. Yeah, count me in. I'm, I'm good for that. Absolutely. I like to tell people or, um, you know, compare it to a skeleton, right? EXP is the bones and then you get to build your brand on top of it, right? So you get to decide um, what on top of the bones looks like, what color they wear, how big they are, you know? Um, and I just think that it's really cool. You can build your own giant with EXP or, you know, you can just be selling one or two houses a year, whatever you want. Um, yeah, you my signs are the same now. 
Yeah, my <laughs> signs are the same now as they were at my last brokerage. All I did was change out the brokerage piece at the bottom. I literally, simple as that. So I still had my own branding that was there from before. Nothing changed for me. Just the the flag that was being flown has changed. Same color even now that I had before. It doesn't matter. Like it's all, you know, people didn't even notice in most cases. The local folks there didn't make much of a difference because I still had all that. I didn't lose any of it. Absolutely. No, that's really awesome. And, um, you know, what an easy switch, right? So changing brokerages is never easy. Um, but, you know, to be able to make sure that you're your own brand and you can just peel off the bottom of your signs or slap a sticker over it and you're That's ready. what I did. I literally bought a sticker. It was a $8 sticker, $10 reflective sticker. I think it's pay a little more because they're reflective, like 10 bucks. And uh, yeah, so slap those on and, and clear coated over the top of them and I was rolling, you know, so and then I bought another 25, 30 signs on top of it. But I, I took 20, 25 signs, 30 signs, whatever it was, and just slapped a sticker on them. I was working the next day. So easy peasy. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, Sean, let's talk then like um, a situation, a scenario for you, right? So say that you and I have been talking and you finally got me to get into real estate. I'm brand new. I got my license. I came and joined, uh, you know, Team Sean. I'm in your downline. You're kind of my mentor. Like We got this stuff. We got this thing going on. Everything's official. Boom. You and I are having our first meeting. And I'm like, hey, Sean. I really want to icon my first year. I've never even written an offer letter. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I would like to icon this year. You know, what kind of, uh, you know, I had an icon refer to it as a come to Jesus talk. Um, would you have to me, you know, where are some places or areas that you failed in reaching the icon or if you have ever or come close to um, making mistakes when it comes to reaching for icon? Is that achievable for a first year person? Uh, have this talk with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is an icon achievable their first year? It is. Um, it, it would be definitely a stretch to go do. But I'm going to tell you, in this market, you better chase down listings and chase them hard. Yeah. And so I, you know, I started out and I didn't really, and again, I was at a different company, but I didn't have a brand. You know, I was working at this company, very well-known local company. They'd been here for 40 years. They were, I mean, everybody knew them around the area. Great people, learned a lot from them. And, uh, and they're solid. They're a rock in this area. But I, I wasn't known as a realtor. I was known as the military guy who lived around here. You know, even though I was a local kid, right? I grew up around here and then had a lot of friends. And I'd, I'd known a lot of people through school and was very social, right? I learned as much in the hallways as I did in the classrooms. <laughs> and so I worked the hallways and the parking lots and the parties on Friday and Saturday night as much as I did the, the classroom to get, you know, to get ahead. And so what I did was I said, you know, people don't know me as, a, as an agent. They just, they know me as, as this, right? I'm the real military guy who lives around here. I started focusing on listings and going, you know what, how do I chase things down? Because I got to get my sign on the lawn. Like my friends and, and even extended family don't even know I do real estate, but they will when I, they start to see my signs on the lawn a little bit. And so I needed to get signs on the lawn with my name on them and get them out as quick as possible. Because if I was just a, let's call it a classic buyer's agent somewhere, then, then I wasn't going to get that publicity that I needed. So I either needed to have, and at the time the company, I just had riders, you know, I had riders that were, had my name on them. Here I am, call me. But I just started pounding on doors and doing all the things that everybody else wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us try to leverage uh, technology a lot. And, and you know what, when it comes to real estate, 
there's a lot of folks that may want to talk to you from a distance, I be it a text or, or, or Facebook or something like that. But you got to get in their face, right? You got to actually get there and go, is this somebody I want to work with? So I, I got to knock on doors. I knocked on a door right before I got here. And although I don't do a lot of door knocking as much as I used to, uh, my sphere is built a lot now and kind of people know to, you know, he's one of the guys you're going to contact in this area. So I have a lot of people reaching out to me, but, but at first I didn't. And, uh, and, and I would do it again tomorrow completely from the bottom up if I needed to exactly the same. And the fact that I would just continue to knock on doors, I would make sure I got in front of people, you know, go and sponsor little things like a, a baseball game, you know, so there's a baseball game and your kids are playing, let's say it is, and you get done and you know what? I'm going to buy all the kids a creamy when we get done the game. You know, it's like a 99 cents, $1.50, two bucks a creamy or something like that. Hey, I'm going to take the whole team over for creamies. And so, you know, for, for $30, $40, I bought the whole team and their parents a creamy. And I got a chance to talk to those people then now, you know. And so for, for the cost of me going out to dinner tonight with my kids, yeah. I got a chance to talk to all these parents they got to know who I am again. Hey, he's a good guy. He just gave us something. And, you know, he, kids all had a good time and, and you got a chance yeah. to talk to him, right? So you got to get in front of people. That's mm -hmm. the key to it all is getting in front of them. And, and again, I knocked on doors. I think I listed 24, 25 properties my first year. I was rookie of the year for our board in this area, um, which involved a few different counties. And it was mostly because I, I was just listing the heck out of properties at that point and just going after it. And, um, and a little softer market then we weren't in the, the high, you know high intensity market we're in right now where things just you know the low inventory we had a lot of inventory then there was plenty of signs out there and <laughs> i knocked on those doors and wasn't afraid to to get in front of people to say this is why you'd want to work with me right and a lot of people even though they knew i didn't have much experience they say you know this guy's hungry he's, mm -hmm. he's going somewhere he's local he's got this he's got that going for him he just doesn't have the experience yet but you know what i'll give him a chance and uh, and it paid off. That's awesome. No, that's incredible. Um, and good advice to you know just get involved, focus on some warm leads, uh, get your name out in the community, and just um, you know work your circle. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need deep pockets to get somewhere. And you really don't. And that's always a struggle as an agent starting. You know, is not having deep pockets. And as you progress, and then maybe if your pockets get a little deeper, you can start to leverage some of the technology and, and some of the other you know options that are out there and you're, you're all you're doing is buying back time at that point right like so i'm spending money to buy my time back but if mm -hmm. if you don't have uh you know a, a large cash flow to work with initially as an agent just get out there and knock on those doors you know and get in all those little places and i i used to drive around and just look for fizzballs there's signs on the lawn all over uh go find yeah. them and dig them up look at the websites that you're going to find those places at and, and go knock on their doors because guess what they've gotten 10 calls from other realtors because of the couple of websites the couple of common free websites that they're on they've had 10 realtors call them hey do you want to list your house now but i'm the only one who knocked on their door right so, you know and again you're you're somebody there just inquiring on their house you're you're not i promise you they're not going to shoot you know they really people are always afraid of that like god i wouldn't i don't want to go knock on somebody's door and uh, I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. And they're trying to sell their house. Mm -hmm. They should expect, and they're selling it by owner. They should expect somebody to knock on their door. That's kind of what's going to happen in this process somehow. And so, right. you know, just a quick, quick knock on the door and hey, let's talk some other time. A couple minutes at the door is all it takes sometimes to, you know, we'll follow up with that guy. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's really smart. And like the, um, I mean, what's if like, what's, what's the harm in that, right? They're just going to tell you, you know, either, no, I don't want to buy my house or like, Hey, or sell my house with you or like, Hey, you know, like that guy was kind of cool. I got along with him. Maybe it is best for us to go ahead and use him to sell our house. He seems to know yeah. what a couple of things with it. One, I've never had anybody say, get the hell out of here and really be super, super rude and really aggressive toward me. I've never had that. But at the same time, I've had a few say, no, we're just, we're, we're good. We're going to try it on our own. And you know what? Hey, I may have a buyer available for you. So just trying to find out a little bit more about your house. And so, you know, they're, again, they're, most people are, are decent people out there. They just want to, you know, if you're one of the people that can help them sell their house, they're, they're open to it. They're not necessarily closed-minded to you in the process. And, and if they're not interested, that's okay. It's uh, not a problem. Good luck. I hope it works out for you. And, and they may call you later. And I think about it like when you go to a department store and you walk in and the clerk says, Hey, do you, do you need something? You need some help right now? And I wasn't, I haven't even looked at the, the menu yet. Right. I don't even know what's in there for sale. I just want to look at the clothes. I want to look at what's there. Uh, hold on a second, you know? And once I look things over a little bit, I find out, yeah, actually I do need some help now. I tried this on my own. I don't know where things are at in the store. They do. Now that I've had a chance to kind of get settled in, yeah, actually, I do need some help. Mm -hmm. People are not all that different when it comes to selling their houses when that scenario pops up too. At first, hey, I just put my house for sale by owner. I got all these people that contact me. I'm all set. I, I don't need that. I'm good. And a couple of weeks, a couple of months go by and they they may find out different, right? And that's right. we can often come in then and, and help them out. So. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. And like, you know, they come to you, they know you're there for them. You're not putting the pressure on them too much. You're not making them feel like they're in a weird spot with you. Like, hey, like when it comes time, just remember I'm here to help. You know, I like you drove, like you said, you drove by it. Maybe you get the neighborhood. Maybe you know you're from there, whatever it is. Um, there are some very strong points you can bring to the table when it comes to FISBOs. Yeah. And it's just a, a lot of times just a short meet and greet. I'm not even really getting deep into the real estate piece of it is so much as just a, mm -hmm. a chance to build some rapport with them or find something to connect with them. Maybe they got a Harley in the yard and I drive Harleys or uh, well, we're in the north. We got snowmobiles up here. Oh, yeah, I got snowmobiles, too. You know, or ATVs or horses, dogs, you name it, like something that you can connect with them. And it's just a chance to go. Is that somebody that I that I'd want to work with, right? Is that somebody who's like-minded and, and would probably share my goals and, and is going to make sure that it's my goal that matters, me as in the seller. My goal is what matters, not the realtors. I can sell every house if you just let me pick the price, but is that your goal? It may not be. So, right. you know, just making sure that I'm getting their goal accomplished versus just mine. So, and people feel that. they People skills is huge in this. You know, I think, I think that's, that's it. Probably the biggest part of this is getting to know people and, and understand them. <laughs> Absolutely. What their goals are, where they want to be at. Um, you know, it's it's true. You have to know how to talk to people in this industry and make them feel comfortable and have them know, like, and trust you because otherwise they're not going to bring their business to you. Questioning techniques are, are huge. They're probably almost the most important. I've got to ask questions. You know, I've got some people feel that they're prying. I'm not prying because I have good intentions. Uh, I've got to ask questions and, and find out what it is that makes them tick. Why are you selling? Start with why, right? A lot of us read that book or looked into that. So I, I got to start with why they're uh, they're trying to sell it. And once I figure that out, then I can go, okay, now I can help you formulate a plan to do that. And and they've got to be bought in. It's got to be their plan. You know, like you're you're just kind of giving them the ideas that they didn't know. 
And a lot of times that's what I found. It's not so much that they, uh, that they don't know where they want to go. They just don't know how to do it. And so right. we're giving them the tools to get to, to that next step. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's incredible. And, you know, I think that like just taking advantage of this as a rookie, you know, um, and seeing what the icons are doing for those that are listening right now, like taking in those warm leads, door knocking, um, asking questions, but making sure that it doesn't seem like you're prying and asking them the right way. And, um, you know, going after those FISBOs, but really you're just a friend in the industry. It's, it's all about that personal relationship and you do a good job with them. They've got a lot of friends that need to sell houses, get into houses, and it'll, it'll start a chain reaction, which is really cool about this industry. When I knock on that door, I actually don't expect to list that house there at all not even right there on the spot, right? Like that's not happening. I shouldn't expect that I'm knocking on their door and I'm going to walk out of there with a listing. Right. I've had a chance to build a rapport, give them my card, maybe grab a snapshot of their phone number, which is probably on the sign right out front. Yeah. And I'm going to follow up with them in, in a day, in, in a few days, in a week. And uh, and I'm going to follow up with them after, hey, remember we spoke there before? And you know, if you want a free market analysis, let me know. I'd be happy to give that to you. And just kind of work with them on that. So yeah, it's it's a matter of come from a place of, of giving, right? When you start mm -hmm. helping people and then they realize that there's no obligation to work with me, you're not required to work with me. I give you a few things here. And if you want to work with me, great. If not, then that's okay too. You know, good luck. I hope you sell your house. So. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like nothing, nothing truly bad should come out of that situation. And it's all a good experience. And um you know, Sean, I wanted to talk as we're coming up on 35 minutes, and um, this would be my last question for you. Of course, we've got plenty more time to talk, but I just wanted to get out, get this one out of the way. Um, so you were so fortunate to be, you know, a trailblazer in Vermont for EXP, and um, you, it was introduced to you. You probably weren't ever on the fence about it, and you made that jump, made sense, you're there. And now, you know, EXP's picked up a lot of traction and other brokerages are starting to bat things out in the industry about it. You know, oh, you don't want to go over there. It's a pyramid scheme. They're a cult. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And a lot of people have that, you know, sense of loyalty to their brokers right now. And they're scared to make the jump, but they see the numbers. They see the model. It makes sense. So for somebody in that position that may be listening right now, what would you have to say to them about moving to EXP? Yeah. So it's really a matter like there are a lot of brokerages out there which means that they're not all perfect for everybody. If there was one perfect brokerage, we'd all work there. Mm -hmm. It's really going to be about your style and what it is that you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. If, right. uh, you know, if you need a lot of guidance and you need somebody to tell you what to do every day and tell you to go to work and you need to go somewhere, like a lot of people need to go somewhere to work. Mm -hmm. I, I need to physically leave my house and go to work. And if you need to do that, then either if you're going to be at EXP, then you should get an office somewhere, right? Go rent a room or go rent a space or have a place that you, you go to. And you can do that at EXP. Uh, but that that model isn't exactly for everybody. I had some people that struggled. And they said, you know, Sean, I'm just not good at working from home. Myself, I'm twice as productive from home. Why? Because I can maximize my time. I realize I have the same amount of hours in the day as everybody else. So there's some really super successful people out there that are using those hours different than I am. And I know that there's a lot of people that are maybe not as productive that aren't using their hours the same as I am. So I've got to maximize each day and make sure that I'm really, you know, putting that forward when it comes to that. So that, that's the key to it is, is making sure that you're, you're, you know, producing the, the same amount of things each day. And 
I don't live on a complete cycle. We all like to say, hey, we need to come back to uh, a set set of guidelines on what I do every day, right? You know, live by a cycle. I'm going to lead gen for two hours. I'm going to door knock for two hours. I'm going to do, you know, and, and life takes you in different directions. And as it takes you in those different directions, you need to make sure you come back to that target plan. Mm -hmm. um, okay, what is it I'm doing, which is, you know, focusing on it. And I always tell my team, keep fo focusing on the new business. If you focus on new business all the time, the old business will find a way to fall, it's falling behind you. And so we've got a good admin behind us, which is crucial. Uh, I've got good team members that we can rely on each other with for sure. And, and that does matter. But yeah, you've got to get out there and make sure that as an EXP agent, you're not just kind of huddled up, you know, and it is easy to go, God, I'm all, I'm here by myself. I'm on an Island. And, uh, but, but you're not, there's other agents that are doing the exact same thing. So we're in a market right now. And I, and I know this is very nationwide. It's not only just here in Vermont, I'm seeing it mm -hmm. all over the country where it's kind of a feeding frenzy right now, uh, where not enough inventory, ton of buyers. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's the, model around the country right now right everywhere you're going mm -hmm. it's easy to sell real estate right now right it's really easy and the fact that if you got buyers they're looking to make offers left and right and that Absolutely. was four five six eight years ago you know uh you listed a property and a buyer wanted to look at it in a few days or in a week or you know oh wow somebody's coming through the door now there's like 10 showings in the first two days and yeah we'll get four or five offers this weekend you know kind of thing like that's just not that's not real. Okay. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, I guess it's real because it's happening, but it's, there's no longevity in that. Mm -hmm. So right now it's, it's kind of like the foxes and the rabbits thing. Uh, I'm an avid hunter. I spend probably 45 to 60 days a year in the outdoors hunting and fishing and that kind of stuff. And when there's a lot of rabbits, all of a sudden there becomes a lot of foxes. And so <laughs> as realtors now we're, we're feeding quite well off all these rabbits, right. And the fact mm -hmm. that it's very easy, Right now, there's there's a rabbit to be caught on every corner. But when things turn and it becomes difficult again, are you poised and are you with the right brokerage to be able to see through the storm whenever that storm comes? I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Yeah. Could be six months from now, it could be five years from right now, but you need to prepare for the storm. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the right place at that time, then you're going to be able to see through the storm. And, and you're set up with, with low overhead, which EXP is, low overhead costs here, high splits. You know, you're, you're set up and ready to go. And so, yeah, do it now while you are productive. Mm -hmm. Don't wait and go, oh, things aren't working anymore. Well, no, look at this model. Right. It's a low cap. It's a great split. They're offering company stock, which is, even though it's it went through the roof and, and, and came back down, it's still four times higher right now than when I came to the company four years ago. So mm -hmm. even now I'm still four times higher in value on my stock and all those icon awards start adding up. And then I got into the 5%, you know, for the equity program for my sales and very glad I did at the time. And, uh, you know, so, so get into those. There's no other companies that are offering retirement. Show me another brokerage offering retirement program. I'm open I'm all years because I'm not sure. I'm sure there's probably one out there. I've just never heard of it. Right. No, so, I, I've not heard of it either. And I've yeah. heard of a lot of and so, You know, show me somebody who's doing that. And then the medical that they're bringing in and other options, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have the military on my side, but, but most people don't. And so the fact that they're going, okay, what does an agent need? Let's find a way to provide it. It's a no brainer. You know, EXP is finding the ways to fill those holes that what do agents need? 
hey, they need this, they need this, they need this. Let's get make sure they get it. And so you're ready to to kind of roll through the storm when that that comes when you're at a brokerage like EXP. Absolutely. I've, I like that you found your your spot on the food change on and you found your niche. And, um, you know, you have almost it's like, you know, you've got your stockpile for winter, right? The hibernation season. HP is there for you um, with those stock options and making sure you've got, um, you know, your sense of 401k and some nest eggs and healthcare and everything else in between. And I, I like the way that you put it. You know, there's when there's a lot of rabbits, there's a lot of foxes, but eventually... You know, that cycle will will change. And so make sure you're poised to to see through the hard times when there aren't a lot of rabbits, you know. And so uh, I really like that. Something like EXP gives you that. Absolutely. Well, Sean, um, we have talked for over 40 minutes. I think this has been an incredible episode. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with today as we wrap up? Yeah, the biggest thing is don't don't lose that drive. I can promise you. There are a lot of ups and downs in this business, right? Oh, great. I got a listing appointment. So you're excited, but then you don't get the listing. Oh, great. I got a, I got a showing today, but they don't want to make an offer. Uh, oh, I got an offer. It was, you know, we're going to put it in, but it wasn't accepted. Or I put the deal together and it falls apart. Don't get too excited about the highs and don't get too excited about the lows. And I say excited in a bad way about the lows. I probably said I was going to quit half a dozen times my first year in real estate. So this is crazy. You know, I'm putting all these hours in. There's nothing coming back for me. I mean, I just made it, you know, I made a very minimal uh, living this year. I was fortunate I still had the military on the side and I had apartments going and things like that. But you know what? Boy, if I look at my hours in and production back, this was a really sad business. I'm going to go build houses with my brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm glad that I fought through that to that second and third year because then things started to change. And it's really easy to get caught in the trenches and go, you know, I, I'm not getting anywhere. There's there's a lot of downs. Don't don't get worried about the downs. Just keep focusing on the wins. Mm-hmm. And if I just keep knocking at the door and keep beating on it and put my head down and put the hours in, you got to put the hours in, especially at first. You know, it's going to take you a few years to get established and get settled in. Once you've got three, four, five, six years, you'll know whether this business is for you or not. Right. And, and your clients are going to tell you. You're going to start to see the wins and, and, you know, then you'll know, but you won't know if you don't put the hours in those first couple, three years where you just got to pound it, hit it hard. Know that I'm not doing this forever, but I got to do it now to get established. And uh, I promise you it will pay off, Uh, but you got to be willing to do the work. And there's a lot of people that aren't out there. So make sure you're one of those that's willing to do it. I love that, Sean. You're absolutely right. Put in the work and it'll all, all start flowing in. Um, It's just part of the, part of the process and, you have to trust the process. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so, so much for your time today. I look forward to hopefully catching up with you at EXPCon and shareholders as those are quickly approaching. And um, maybe, you know, we talked a little bit about this Dallas conference. Maybe we'll touch base sooner than that. So. All right. Thanks, Gianna. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. You too. Bye-bye.
This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.